You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Ian Rankin's newest book is Even Dogs in the Wild. We often think of stories as chronological events. This happened, and that happened, and this happened, and then that was the result. But I think in this novel, story is the characters. It's how they change and how they talk to one another. Yeah, well, a story, story comes out of character, or it should. I mean, oftentimes people think thrillers and mystery novels come out of plot. It's all about the plot, and in fact, the characters are secondary to the plot. And I don't think that. I think you need strong characters, and the story emerges from the character. Now, the biggest character in my books is always Edinburgh. <laughs> the city is the main character in the books. The, the, the stuff that happens there is predicated upon the kind of place Edinburgh is. And, you know, Rebus is the kind of person he is because of the city he chooses to live in. It's had an effect on him. But, you know, I, I just like, I'm, I'm, in fact, plot doesn't interest me that much. The, ma- the machinations, the, the kind of puzzle elements of the, of the mystery novel don't interest me nearly as much as the kind of characters and the effect that the crime has on the characters. So if you've got a murder, what does that mean for the community? What does it mean for the victim's family? What does it mean for the perpetrator? And what does it mean for the investigating officers? Because it has an effect on all of them. It's like dropping a little stone in a pool. And the ripples are what it's not the stone that interests me, it's the ripples. So it's the kind of, the way that everybody's connected. We're all connected. And the officers will be affected by the crime that they investigate. It will change them um, for the rest of their lives. The community will be changed by it. It's why crime fiction so often has to revolve around murder. Because murder is the ultimate crime. It's the taking away of something unique from the world. Somebody steals your stuff, you can get new stuff. But if you're dead, you're dead. And we don't know what that person's life would have would have been. That is a unique structure, a unique human being who can never be replicated, whose life will never be replicated. The, the course of their life can never be replicated. And we just don't know. So that's why, I think that's why crime fiction so often has to be about murder. You mentioned uh, Edinburgh in this book, but we have a competition between Edinburgh and Glasgow. So we those two characters actually come into some conflict in this book, don't it's they? It's true because you've got the you've got Glasgow gangsters coming to Edinburgh and the Edinburgh gangsters don't like it. You've got the Glasgow cops following them and the Edinburgh cops don't like it because these are two different cultures. There's always competition. In in a city, there's, uh, between cities, there's always competition. The the Glasgow gangsters think they're smarter and tougher than the Edinburgh ones. The Glasgow cops think they're much more savvy and streetwise than the Edinburgh ones. Glasgow seen as being a bigger, more industrial city, a grittier city. They think Edinburgh cops are just, you know, investigating the mugging of a bagpipe player at the foot of the castle. Come on, you know, they think they're dealing with the big stuff, the really important stuff. So of course, there's a lot of competition, and I just, I just straight away, I thought there's some nice tensions there between these two setups, the gangsters and the cops, who don't like the fact that their, their territory has been encroached upon in this way. Um, and the two cities are very different, although they're only 50, 40, 50 miles apart, different philosophies of life, different language, different, different everything. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and Rebus, of course, principally is very antagonistic to anything from the West Coast. He, he's an East Coast guy, he's an Edinburgh guy. So he's not going to like it if you come onto his territory, no matter who you are. <laughs> The family drives this story in this book incredibly on so many levels. And I'd like you to talk about exploring the families of these characters who kind of move in parallel and, and also intertwine with one another. 
Well, I mean, Malcolm Fox and his dad, that's been a continuing story. Haven't introduced the father and haven't introduced the fact that he's, he's, his health is, is going um, and Fox is, is kind of in charge of looking after his dad. That was something I thought had to come on board in this book as well. Um, and, of course, I thought the father's health will have deteriorated between books. The gangsters that I brought in from Glasgow, I thought, well, it's obviously a father and son. It's the usual family business that you sometimes get with, with, um, with criminals. The son keen to take over from the dad. The dad not so keen to relinquish control. So you've got a tension there. Um, Rebus and his daughter um, coming to meet each other after quite a while. And Rebus now being a grandfather. So his life has changed and her life has changed. Um, all these things are just organic things. This just to me, it seems this is the way the world is. And so I'll bring all of this into the book and let's see what happens. Let, what does it tell us about the characters? And it just adds a little bit of kind of, it adds a little bit of texture, a little bit of meat to the bones. These aren't just plot devices. These aren't just people who are going to push you through the plot or take you from one scene to the next where you can find a new clue or find the answer to a riddle. These are kind of hopefully real, living, breathing human beings and you will, if not sympathise with them, you'll empathise with some of the some of the things they have to deal with, the ageing process, a member of the family who's ageing and becoming frail. We've all, we're all having to deal with that at some point in our lives. The fact that our children flee the nest and we think, well, okay, did we do as much as we could have done for them? Um, could we have changed their life outlook in any way? And so, yeah, all of that is just stuff that goes on. And um, to me, it's all it's as important as the whodunit element. The whodunit element, of course, for many readers, will be the most important thing in a in a crime story, in a mystery story. Um, but there's got to be something that resonates after that's been solved. And I think when you close this book at the end, the relationships are ongoing. You kind of get the feeling that these people are still out there, still dealing with this stuff. So the, the whodunit has been, has been satisfactorily wrapped up, or mostly satisfactorily wrapped up, but the lives of the characters continue. So you're going, okay, Malcolm's still having to deal with stuff, having to deal with his sister. Reeves is going to have to deal with the fact he's a grandfather, etc., etc. This is about story as the creation of people. It is. And, you know, I mean, where, where would we be without people? I mean, the story needs characters. And it needs characters who, who we relate to. And, uh, I mean, it's always amazed me that people relate so closely to Rebus, you mm-hmm. know, because he's pretty screwed up in quite a lot of ways. Women come up to me and they say, oh, I, w- I would change him for the better. I could, I could, you know, I'd make him eat good food and stop smoking and dress a bit better. And he wouldn't sleep in that chair in his living room anymore. He'd go to bed at a proper hour, a decent hour. And men come up and they go, oh, I like the fact that he's still got this kind of bachelor lifestyle that no longer applies to me. I get, you know, I've been married for many years, but I still get to live a bachelor lifestyle through Rebus. I get to stay up late at night smoking and drinking and listen to music loud through Rebus vicariously. I've been speaking with Ian Rankin. His new book is Even Dogs in the Wild. Thank you for joining me, Ian. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.